Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Ruel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward, where our mission is to help you, our listeners from Los Angeles to Long Island, make your second half of life even better than the first. Today's episode is the story of an extraordinary artistic collaboration between two award-winning artists. They met through social media as seniors, not millennials. Holly Gordon, a fine arts and documentary photographer, and Ward Hooper, a watercolor painter, were introduced by a writer and mutual friend who noticed distinctive similarities in the work of the two artists who shared an affinity for color and light. When Holly met Ward, the two immediately connected as artists and they soon became close friends, meeting regularly and visiting local places that inspired their individual creativity. And the rest is history, still in the making. Today, you'll hear the remarkable stories of Holly and Ward, how their lives serendipitously intertwined, resulting in a highly successful collaboration of exhibitions, presentations, projects, and a book that combined their two works, Parallel Perspectives, The Brush Lens Collaboration. Holly, a multifaceted artist and longtime teacher, will describe her innovative use of technology to create photographs that look, at first glance, like paintings made by a brush, a process she calls photoliminalism. She'll talk about how she joined a growing contemporary artistic and social movement known as Texpressionism, an approach in which technology is used as a means to express emotional experience. Ward, for his part, will talk about the dramatic resurgence of his work through his collaboration with Holly and his use of technology himself as a means of teaching and widely sharing art to new generations. Theirs is a story of resilience, the daily pursuit of creativity as a life-affirming force, and the steadfast advocacy for the arts as a means of engaging and inspiring humanity, no matter what our age. As Holly puts it simply, art is a wonder drug. So now let's meet today's guests, Holly Gordon and Ward Hooper. Holly and Ward, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. And as we start, I just, first of all, I want to say to Holly, welcome back, because you were on a very successful show uh, last September, another dynamic collaboration with a very talented videographer, Waldo Cabrera, and that you produced several original virtual exhibitions in collaboration with ARP and the ISA Art Museum. They're terrific exhibits and very innovative in terms of, again, using technology uh, to really bring these exhibits to life. So um, I'm happy to welcome you back. And today we're going to focus on another collaboration, this one with Ward, uh, resulting in your book, Parallel Perspectives. Uh, before we talk about the book itself, which is, is a terrific um, project, um, you, you two have a, a, a fascinating story. So why don't we start with telling me a little bit about how you met and, and Holly, why don't you start with how you two connected and how you started working together? Well, in case you haven't figured it out yet, I tend to be a little bit of a chatterbox, but so was this freelance writer, Elise Perlman, who unfortunately has passed away, but she definitely left her mark. One day during a telephone conversation that was going on for hours, she asked me if I was familiar with Ward Hooper. And I said, no. But being technologically savvy, I decided that I was going to check him out on social media. And there he was on Facebook. Now, the crazy thing is, when I found him on Facebook that day, he had posted, unbeknownst to anything that was going to happen, his Long Island City. And when I saw that painting that he posted, it immediately made me think of something that I had created years ago that was so different from anything that I had previously done that I just tucked it away and I found it and I posted it and he responded to it. And the next day, because he was teaching at the Art League of Long Island, and it was springtime, his class asked him to do a floral arrangement. And he did a painting of these tulips 
Right. Well, the crazy thing was I was getting ready to have a solo exhibition <laughs> called Tulips. And I posted one of my tulips and Ward immediately said, you know, Holly, we should get together face to face and see what other kinds of discoveries we can find. Right. Yeah. And take that Long Island, the, the uh, Long Island City painting was the end of my daily commute. We ended up in Long Island City and uh, ah. it was the 59th Street Bridge and the city in the background. <laughs> so, so as things turned out, Ward invited me up to meet him at his house. And I just thought, okay, I don't know this man. Huh. I'm going to be very subdued, very calm. I don't want to overwhelm This is very me. hard for Holly to do. <laughs> but I did it. And he, as he is showing me all of his paintings, of which he had hundreds of paintings on every flat surface throughout his house, I kept saying, this is crazy. This is uncanny, Ward. I have a photographic image like that. I have an image like that. I have an image like that. And the following week. These were the beginning of the similarity. I, the following week, I brought back work that I did that was similar to work that he did. And after a couple of weeks of just meeting and talking, Ward suggested that he take me to the locations that were of inspiration to him years earlier. Yes, years earlier, I had done these weekly Sunday painting sessions right. with friends in Northport. Andrew Gallon, he's a noted architect, or was mm -hmm. an architect, <laughs> his wife Shirley, and another painter on the same street here in Northport. So we went out every Sunday to a different location, painted on site, and then came back and had these long lunches, a lot of wine and fun at each other's <laughs> houses. Right. Now, Ward, let me just back up a little bit. So, uh, and then we'll, I'll, I'll switch back to you, Holly. But, but so you've been a, a watercolorist for many years, but, but tell us a little bit before that, that wasn't your beginning, right? Or, or some of it, but, but, but you worked in the city, you were a graphic artist, right? Yeah, I, my career was a graphic designer, primarily a package designer, but early in my career, my first major career was with the J.C. Penney headquarters, and I was head of the package design. At that, and those days, they only merchandised their own items under their own brand. So it was a beautiful job. I had a great staff, and we designed everything from uh, hosiery to power mower packaging. <laughs> And I was there 12 years as an executive. And right. then I was a partner in my own design firm for another 10 years. Right, right. Did a lot of work. I noticed looking at your, your CV that you did work for Avon, Rango Jeans, Battelle, Revlon, Saks, a lot of folks. So, yeah, um, folks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my work is still around. The Saks was their new logo I designed. They still use. Wow, okay. 50, later, right. 50 years okay. later. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so now we're jumping forward. You're you're doing watercolors. You, uh, I guess, when you met Holly, your your career was in a little bit of a lull, right? And then, and you know, there yeah. was uh, my wife had passed away, and I uh, was in a low period, and uh, and then Holly came into my life and uh, uh, <laughs> got me going again. Actually, right. hadn't see, painted for a while. See and, that? Uh, see, see that is what really got me. It was Ward hadn't been painting for several years, and he starts taking me to these locations that inspired his paintings years earlier to see how it might affect me. And it just caused me to explode because for, for decades, I was traveling around the world and Ward's spiritual core was the North Shore of Long Island. And it was like, all of a sudden, he reined me in and brought me home. And while we are going to all of these places, because Ward would work up an itinerary, 
And every Tuesday I would drive and he would direct me to where we would go. So it was an incredible adventure. And this was inspiring Ward because he was going back to places that he hadn't been to for a very long time. But the best thing happened when he saw the image that I created from Condry Hall, it made him want to pick up his brush and paint again, and he did. That's a beautiful building uh, on the north shore of Huntington. And right. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that place, Ron, but it's a huge yeah. building. Yeah. It has I a sweeping lawn. Acres, uh, it's, uh, it's familiar to dogs, I was saying. Bring their dogs, and they, they run all over the place, but it's it's a, a beautiful old building and I had painted it years ago, several times. And when I brought Holly there, I had never painted the front of the building, which is now it's a really challenging architecturally, mm-hmm. but I did it. And uh, that was the start of my work again. Right. That, so, that, yeah. No, the, the One of the interesting coincidences is that, um, when I, uh, I when I was working as a, a newspaper editor uh, years ago at Newsday, um, I rented, um, well, I actually bought uh, a small cottage uh, in North Huntington. Um, and it was, guess where it was? It was right across the street from Kindra Hall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know right it well. Yeah. 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 So are you familiar with them, of course? <laughs> I am. I am. It's a lovely area. It's, it's, it's. It's sort of a secret, you know. It's a, it's set back a little bit from the road, so people don't yes, it see is, it. Yeah, yeah. But was, a, it has a wonderful history. The original owner and builder of it, uh, he, he made all his money and uh, had the place built like a chateau in France. And then when the stock market crashed in twenty twenty nine, he lost all his money and he couldn't pay his taxes. And uh, he, the town of Huntington was after him, and he donated it to the Catholic Church. They paid a dollar a year. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! That's great. That's great. So, so the, the the one of the neat things about this particular instance was for weeks, my creativity was just exploding, mm-hmm. and when Ward started painting again, it was like everything came full circle because up until then all of his paintings were works that he did years earlier Mm -hmm. so I am sharing the story of what Ward and I are doing with a colleague and he is just flabbergasted Mm -hmm. and said you know what you and Ward are doing is really special why don't you see if you can tie it in to art history on Long Island. Mm. And right away, it's like I had a V8 moment, Arthur Dove and Helen Tour. Right. And Ward says to me, I could take you to their cottage. Wow. And so he did. Right. It's already minutes away from the port, of course. Right. (laughs) Ward, tell me a little bit about, um, both of you have Talk to me about this part. Tell me a little bit about um, Arthur Dove and Helen Tor for our, our viewers who may not know them. Well, uh, they were a, a couple and they lived in this little building in or from Centerport, uh, right on the harbor. And uh, I think Holly is, and I, Holly asked me, uh, do you know where Helen Dorr at his house is? Of course, I know where it is. And so I brought Holly there and uh, uh, a very interesting history. They lived there two years, Holly. No, they, they, I, I'm not they sure. They were America's many... first impressionists. Okay, wait, just hold on. They, Arthur Dove was America's first early abstract artist. And he came from Geneva, New York and sailed into Centerport Harbor with Helen Tour. And they lived and worked there for several years. There were also other places that they'd lived. They may have also lived on their boat. I don't, I don't know all of that, all of that detail. 
but one of the remarkable things about the connection to them is places that Ward had taken me to were places that inspired them. And now we have been invited to do a presentation at the Dove Block Gallery Project in Geneva, New York. There must be some remarkable similarities between some of my work and Arthur Dove's, and likewise with Holly, it's, it's really fascinating. It, it, wow. was, it, it was amazing what, what I started to discover when I researched them. But July 22nd, mm-hmm. we're going to do a presentation at the Dove Block Gallery. Right. on our on our book and on our story yeah that's a fascinating parallel it's, it's interesting how history doesn't repeat itself but it mirrors itself it sort of takes variations on a theme and um you know it's it's like uh well i, I guess one of the techniques that my mother taught me was about pentimento which is you know if you, if you take a painting sometimes you scrape off the top and you realize there's another painting underneath it you know and uh you know i think that that's uh so it's it's a fascinating historical parallel i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad you you figured it out um so uh you know we're going to take a a break in a few minutes folks Uh, when we uh come back though uh I'd, i'd like to talk a little bit more about you know get into the book itself uh but perhaps before that um you know, we could talk each about each of your, your techniques and, and we can get into um, your concept of photoliminalism, Holly. So we'll start with that. And then when we come back, so folks, we're going to take a short break, but there's much more to come with Holly Gordon and Ward Hooper, an improbable pairing of distinguished artists who collaborated on a terrific book called Parallel Perspective. So don't go away. Much more to come. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back to 45 Forward, where we're talking today with Holly Gordon and Ward Hooper, artists, collaborators, and later life friends for life and art. Now, before we continue our conversation, I just wanted to mention that you can find out more about Holly and Ward's Brush Lens Project by clicking on www.brushlensproject.com. And uh, as Holly mentioned earlier, um, in July of this coming year, their book, Parallel Perspectives, the Brush Lens Collaboration, will be the part of a lecture series of the Dove Block Project in Geneva, New York. And you can find out more about this. Actually, if you go to my website, Roel Resources, dot com uh and click on 45 forward uh there's you can see uh, an episode holly's episode holly's and Ward's episode will be on on my site and you can click on the the link to the the dub block project there so you can uh, find out more about it um there uh and then finally there to find out more about Ward's virtual watercolor painting classes that are available to the public as part of the isaac marts masterclass program uh, you can see also a link to this class, islipartsorg slash school, uh, HTML, uh, uh, hashtag master. So get all that information on my website and um, by clicking on 45 forward. So folks, getting back to our conversation before the break, we were talking about the intriguing comparison between Holly and Ward and early 20th century artist Arthur Dove and Helen Tor. 100 years earlier on Long Island. So we're going to shift a little bit to talk about each of their work. So uh, Holly, you, you've talked to, so you've been uh, uh, an art, you know, an artistic photographer for many years. And, you know, as the trend, as, you know, uh, the art evolves over the years, you had painting, then photography came in and influenced painting. And now 
photography and painting are influencing each other. Uh, so talk about how you started developing this notion of photoliminalism. Well, and by the way, tell me what liminalism means. Liminal is transition, a period mm-hmm. of transition. So it's it's where things are in flux. And just as when the Impressionists in the 1860s first appeared on the scene, the establishment didn't know how to handle it because it was completely new and different. So it took about 20 years for that to occur. And that's what that's what my my work is is innovative. I've been doing this for since 1999 off and on because I see photography as a very fluid, malleable tool. And depending upon where I am or what I'm doing, that will determine what I do with my photographic images. But the crazy thing is when Ward took me out the very first day to this Victorian house in Northport. And he started to explain to me how he viewed his subject. And if he didn't like something, he removed it. And if he needed to add something, he would. And if he wanted to change the color, he would do that too. I started to laugh because it was like, Ward, that is exactly what I do with my photography. And in effect, what I liken he, it to be a stage director. You can move things around. Well, it doesn't have to, a building has, doesn't have to remain. If I don't like it, I remove it or I change it or <laughs> it, it's a process. And that is part of what I always did with my photography. So Ward and I have created a confluential relationship to painting and photography. History very often pits them together as adversarial. And our book and our relationship really builds upon the similarities. And we both love color and light. Yeah, pick up on that word. I mean, I think that I'm sure that if I ask you to think about it, you can see how your your painting has evolved over the years and your use of color and light. And- well, early on, I had discovered uh, there was a, a well-known art instructor, Edgar Whitney, mm-hmm. teaching Saturday workshops here on Long Island from Douglaston. So I, I joined the group every Saturday. And old Ed, we call him old Ed, but he, he was a major, major influence on hundreds of future watercolors who became professionals and have books out. And they all dedicate their books to Edgar Whitney. So we would go out with Ed with this trail here. We had the caravan out to a painting location. And when we came back, we would stack our paintings up and he would do his famous show no mercy critiques. <laughs> <laughs> and if you got a good one, he said, whose is it? And you'd raise your hand at the end of the session. Did you get a, did you get a, you got a whose is it for the day it made your week until the next week. Wow. He was challenging and you never made the same mistake twice. So he was a major, major influence. And I was also influenced by uh, the West Coast group of watercolors, uh, uh, Rex Brandt and uh, Robert E. Wood, who I, I got to come, I had to come to Northwood to do a workshop. And uh, they they were influenced by, the, of course, the bright sunshine and uh, splashy colors. And they were noted group for their uh, bright colors and uh, forms and shapes. And I got uh, Bob Wood to come to Northwood and he did a wonderful workshop. And he was a major influence. I learned for a lot from Ed, from uh, Bob Wood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think with each of you, I think what's interesting is that, you know, art is is how you choose to look at things. You can, you know, when you were talking about, well, I, you know, I, I, if I don't like that color, I can choose another color. I was thinking to myself, oh, this is the original Photoshop, <laughs> you know, in the sense that you can change what you, you, uh, how you respond to the world. And well, I think, go ahead, Holly. There are technology is changing photography as we know it. Mm-hmm. And part of what 
tech expression, why I'm so glad to be a tech expressionist is, but part, what, part of what I have been advocating is I aim to humanize technology because I am using it as a tool just the way Ward would use a pencil or a marker mm -hmm. or a paintbrush. He controls what he's doing with what's in his hand. And I'm doing the same thing. And then when Ward would do these value sketches and then do, then transport that to watercolor paper. Right, that's my and usual process at, on location. Um, I begin with a small sketchbook and, uh, and uh, a set of gray value markers. And I cannot, with those, I can do three or four of those in a few minutes a piece and pick the best design and then translate that. I have, I have my design, I have my value plan and gray markers. And when I translate that to my watercolor paper, then my only major decision is color. Mm -hmm. I have my, my design established and my values established. Right. And, and the parallel to my photoliminal process is my photograph is my preliminary sketch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I add and remove from that and build up in layers, just like in painting, you build up with layers and washes and glazes. Right. And the thing process is similar. Yes, very, 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 very similar. That's why we are confluential and not adversarial. And decades earlier, a photographer I studied with told me that if I was serious about my photography, I should give up painting. And working with Ward, it kind of like brought me back together again, but it all mm. came out through my camera and through technology. Wow. Wow. Now, Ward, you, you uh, so you have similar approaches in, in the use of your, your, your painting and your brushes. Um, and, but interestingly, uh, technology for you also for, for you, but also for both of you has taken on a different dimension with just literally the use of, you know, virtual classes, right. To really expand, um, you know, how, how you engage with the world. I, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you do some in-person stuff as well, but, uh, you know, it's really broadened uh, the, the, well, <laughs> I was going to say, let's, let's switch back to another metaphor. It's widened the lens for, for yeah. our audience. So tell, tell us about it. So you, you teach a class of with seniors. Is that right? It was. Well, uh, no, I taught at the Art League uh, okay. for many years and uh, Art League of Long Island. And uh, I had, uh, I enjoyed those classes immensely. And, uh, I still remain friends with a lot of my students, so that was a that kept me going uh, week after week and uh, for many years, and uh, and I'm still painting every morning. I get up and I have a, my huge studio uh, down here on main floor of this. I live in an old converted barn. I have a studio upstairs, but I have one downstairs, a large room, so I'm at it every morning and doing something every day. Ward has a series. It's part of the Masterclass series that's sponsored by the Islip Arts Council. And it can be found on the Islip Arts Council website. Register for his watercolor series. And, yeah. and, you, right. and his Masterclass series of watercolors. And you can see and take and learn and follow Ward's procedure for creating four different subjects. Right. That was that was an interesting video session with Wally, who was a terrific video cameraman. Uh, had a camera, he came in, took him an hour to set up, and one camera overhead and one facing me. And it was here, uh, I four paintings and uh, uh, 40 minutes each, one after the other. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a long afternoon. It was a bit stressful, but we got through it fine. Well, <laughs> you've been painting your whole life, so it yeah, just it wasn't out that of bad. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But I think that really opens up, you know, the audience, you know, to to a lot more. The interesting thing, I think, was that when I had Bob Wood come to uh, Northport for my workshop here, and he would uh, paint and and, uh, talk about the process, and that was before I was teaching on. And uh, after that workshop, I decided I can do that. I mean, so when I mm-hmm. wrote my teaching, I I instruct while I'm the whole process, practically brushstroke by brushstroke of, of my watercolor from beginning to end. I, I explain exactly what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, choice of colors. So it's a it's a it's a process. So many instructors have they're wonderful. They're wonderful watercolor artists, many great watercolor artists, but that doesn't make them good instructors. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, we're going to take a break in a little while, but before that, though, I want to at least get started on talking a little bit more about the book itself and how you did the book, how you collaborated, how you put it together. So, how, sure. how, you know, because that's, I've done some books. It's a big project. So, tell me a little bit about the process of doing the book. Well, what happened initially is we had a debut exhibit at the Art League of Long Island. Mm -hmm. And we had a gallery talk the week after the reception. And the people who saw the exhibit and came to the talk, they were so taken by our story that they said, you ought to do a book. You ought to do a book. And I just said to Ward, Let's just keep doing what we're doing, and ultimately, something is going to happen. And as things turned out, we were put in touch with the renowned book designer, Bonnie Bryant, who was, she just immediately was enthralled with our story and with our artwork, and she suggested that she do a book proposal because publishers like to put their own thumbprint on their publications. Right. And we were put in touch with a book packager who ultimately became our publisher, David Wilkes, City Point Press. And their distributor is Simon & Schuster. Mm -hmm. So we had a marvelous team. We could not have been more fortunate to have been put in the hands of is making the this sound who put She's together you our book. The stages, but this publishing world is a really complicated world. It's another world entirely. Right. We right. were very we were very fortunate to yeah, we were indeed. have the to have the people and the expertise, even as far as they're choosing the the printing company to do mm. our book. And uh, there it is. Yeah. And it's an international award-winning book. Right. We were one of five finalists for the art ca- in the art category. Right. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and people can get the book right on, on Amazon, right? They can- yes. Pe- people can get the book. Okay. They could get the book on Amazon and, uh, and Simon and Schuster's site, Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble. There, you yeah. name exactly. you name the internet because Simon and Schuster is all over. One day, I found our book on a site in South Korea. Wow! But Great. the book the book can also be purchased at the Northport Historical Society, mm-hmm. at Barnes and Noble in Bayshore, right. and in the Islip Arts Council Gallery in the Westfield Mall. Those are, of course, those are signed copies by Bertrand. Oh, yes. nice! Yeah. Now, yeah. as a member of the Long Island Authors Group, in the there is a whole wall of right. Long Island Authors yeah. Group books in the. In yeah. the in the gallery, and right. our book is yeah. there. And April twenty third, hold up. Ward and I are doing yeah. a book talk at the oh, gallery. Great. So let's hold it right there. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. We'll come right back uh, with you folks uh, with more about that. But we'll take a quick another quick break. Uh, don't go away, folks. We have one more terrific segment coming up. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. 
From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back to 45 Forward, folks. We're talking today with artists, groundbreaking collaborators, and close friends, Holly Gordon and Ward Hooper. Uh, now, before the break, we were talking about an, you know, an exhibit locally uh, in April 23rd, I believe Holly was mentioning. Um, and, and just to let people know, of course, uh, we're here on Long Island, but you can uh, see uh, a lot of uh, their work online now. Um, and you can, um, uh, so uh, for those of you on, on the on the West Coast, uh, you can check in on these artists uh, now virtually. And Holly has also other virtual exhibits, which she has curated that you can check out. So, um, so let's let's talk about. So you have there was there'll be signed copies at this um, exhibition on the twenty third, right? Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about just what the book, you know, how the book was put together for well, people. It came together very sequentially. Uh, it starts out talking about briefly about the history of art on Long Island. And then it show it introduces both Ward and me and the work that we did before we met. Mm-hmm. And the work is all paired. So just as you could see on the cover, his Long Island City is so similar in palette and composition to my 42nd Street, and they were created without be, way before we knew each other. Yeah, so it, right. so it, so then it moves into the collaboration, and the dialogue runs as a conversational commentary that Ward and I are having on a daily basis with the paired works, his painting, and my image. And then we move into the extraordinary connection to Arthur Dove and Helen Tour. And it shows Ward's work that is similar to Arthur Dove's and my work that's similar to Arthur's Dove's. And in both cases, they were created without any knowledge of what Arthur Dove did. Then we move into how this whole collaboration has solidified my photoliminalism. So that is a chapter and it shows before and after work and discussion about the process. And then the next chapter is resilience. And all the paintings that Ward is has been doing since the collaboration started. So it's just it's a visual memoir and it is inspirational. It's filled with positivity. It's filled with innovation. It's filled with resilience. It's it's inspiration from landscapes like land. Landscapes has inspired artists over the over the centuries. It's just filled with wonderful art, and it's just an amazing book. I think you like it, and I have a copy. I still need to get it signed from you, folks. But it's a terrific book. Um, uh, anything else? What do you want to say about the book in terms of the, how you, your your view of, of how it came together? Well, it was. It was a wonderful collaboration from beginning to end. And uh, when we began, of course, we had no the process. We had no book in the future early on. And and when it came together and uh, doing the book together, our weekly sessions and uh, it was with writers and the editors and designers and uh, 
it was a wonderful process and it came together and we were really, really pleased with the outcome and I hope anyone who looks at it will be pleased with the Mm-hmm. What, what, what we created together. Right. And now, uh, uh, when did you start it? It was... Um, 2014. 2014. Really? So it started and, and it finally right. came out in 2021, right? Well, no, it came out in 2020. Okay, so we started in we started in 2014. Wow. Okay. And in 2015, we had our debut. But it wasn't until 16 or 17 that we started to investigate the idea of publishing. Publishing a book is like having a baby. <laughs> right. Sometimes sometimes you have to try more than once to get it to happen. Right. And then the labor is long and strenuous yeah. and waiting and waiting and filled with pain. Huh. And I am and for, excited answers. But we had a great team, and I had never done a book before, and neither of us had done a book before. But as a graphic designer, and uh, I was very critical early on, but uh, I, early, after a while, I put uh, my faith in as a designer, and it came through. We're, we're really pleased with the outcome. And I, then when the book came out, October 6th, 2020, it was like our baby was born. Right. And all of the pain, all of the frustration, all of the waiting. I I think I was more concerned about Holly because this this is what I did. But in my career, when I, uh, as a graphic designer and made uh, designs and about to be published uh, and printed, by the thousands or packaging designs, I often I would travel around the country and approve the printing of mm-hmm. the first run. And I was very critical. And I, I would hold up the run and uh, the <laughs> the presses were waiting and was crossing right. for my okay until I thought the color was right. But I had no say in this. So I was concerned about that. Yeah, run. but you know, when you when you when you put your faith and you have trust in your designers and in your publisher you know it's it's it was we right. were very we were we were most fortunate when we seized our first copies and wow <laughs> we were we were most fortunate to have been blessed with with people who knew who knew the publishing field and knew the market and knew everything it and was how to great, do it, yeah, it, it was, was, we were team. we were very lucky yeah. We were lucky, we were but, we also, <laughs> but we also gave them good stuff to work with. That's right. That's right. Well, that's that's, well, part, that's, of the, key. <laughs> that's part of the key to being lucky is having good Absolutely. work. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And you all and you but you also have to be able to delegate to people that you have confidence and trust. Mm-hmm. In. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just want to spend the last part of the, the program just talking a little about you guys in terms of. You know, the notion you mentioned earlier, Holly, of resilience, and I think and and an ability to look at life as a sort of a continual progression, you know, I think people, you know, um, well, I, I, one of my previous guests talked about, unfortunately, the, the, uh, the, uh, for, for some in our society, there's been a, you know, a, a model of, of aging, you know, where you like climbing a mountain, you get up to it, you know, climb the mountain and you climb and you get higher and higher in your, your life and your career, you get to the, the top and then it's downhill. And that's not the model at all that, you know, I think is, is really germane for a lot of people, including you guys, you guys, have, right. it, it has never been, you know, just stopping and looking. It's been always forward, like my show, oh, 45 forward. Hey, I'm a senior, senior. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I, and I think that I don't even I know a, what that word means anymore. I have a real positive attitude, as Holly does. Yeah. yeah. We inspire each other. Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and Holly, you go out and, and, and take photographs every day still. Right? You've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. It's no, I don't have time to go out and do photographs. And oh, I have okay. I have so much work in files. That okay. I can that I can draw from. I mean, one of the one of the interesting things is I had an MRI of my 
left shoulder. I've got a tear in my rotator cuff. And when I was looking at those images on the doctor's screen, I was huh. thinking, oh, I can make art out of that. So no. I, I want to I want to do something like that. But it's like I don't I don't, I don't want to admit to being a senior. Mm-hmm. I just keep going forward. And th- it's last year I got into the great American painting. Uh, I'm in the Texpressionist group. Finally, I'm now represented by Denise Bibro Fine Art. It's like it's it's like things just keep snowballing and growing to be invited to do all kinds of, of talks of which I've got to say no thank you to on several occasions because there's just no way to do it. Right. But there's just, we have this momentum going mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have this momentum if Elise Perlman didn't put us together. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a synergy and it's amazing how things just continue to grow. I mean, Ward's masterclass series that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. on the that's on the Islip Arts website. I mean, that's from our that's from our connection. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just and our talks, it's just we're going to be talking again at the Art League in May, going right. back to where we started. Right. And it's just yeah, we've go had on many we've had many talks in there over the last couple of years and um we have a wonderful slideshow that goes along with our talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're booked on going. Right. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, any other projects in the works? Any other books or any sequels or any other you know, spinoffs Sequel. from this? A good yeah. question, Ron. <laughs> What's that? That's a good well, question. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I have a second book in process Mm -hmm. but this has kept me so busy i Mm -hmm. want to do an evolution from the traditional black and white dark room Mm -hmm. into where i am today right but uh it's just loosely scattered files there Mm -hmm. was an author who in the back of the book she had written writers write and authors speak. <laughs> okay. And in effect, there's just so much talking and planning that is involved and then producing the slideshows for the talks that we're doing and all of the marketing and the promo that being personally creative has taken a little bit of a back burner, but it's kind of like you go in waves Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you do, you just go with the flow and it all comes together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Our process is, uh, well, we're we're both good promoters. Holly's a great promoter and I'm, I did marketing in my other life and, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately many artists, I have a lot of talent, but they're not good business people. And I just don't do promotion or I don't know how to go about it. Right. But right. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, it takes a, a lot of skills. I think two things that uh, struck me, especially, you know, in talking to you folks is that I think you've mentioned me on our previous conversation word that, that most people envision themselves 15 to 20 years younger than they are. Well, well, you guys are in your in your thirties, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> your energy is, is thanks, Ron. <laughs> is robust. You know, days I, I think I'll go for seventy some days. <laughs> right. Well, you know, seventy is the new fifty, as they say. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. And I and I and I I like your notion of resilience. Um, Holly, you're before the break, you were talking about some of the ways that you inspire each other and. Uh, give give me the the play on words with Ward. You're oh, on, on when we, okay. So when we would when we would get together, and then I would drive, and he would navigate me, and Ward would be saying, "Well, where are we going? What are we doing with this?" I would say, "Onward, upward, forward," 
And because his name is Ward. And then when I would email him, I would capitalize the W-A-R-D. And he would retort with, go Holly. (laughs) Holly, go luckily. Yeah, great. Yeah, Yeah, great. Yeah. So I think that that's that's great. And I, 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 you know, I really admire it. And it's inspirational in your leadership. And then uh, one of the things also, Holly, that I I love that you, you know, when you talk about when people ask you, um, you know, where did you grow up? Your response is what? I haven't grown up yet. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and that's that's the spirit I want to leave people with as we go forward. So uh, I realize we could keep talking for another hour, folks, but I want to thank you for, for a terrific conversation. Um, and if people have questions or comments for you, uh, they can reach you by email, right? Or Yes. Sure. And you didn't you didn't mention we have we have a more current website that okay. is parallelperspectivesbook.com okay. okay and it has all of our it has all of our uh, all of our programs everything Great. and the amazon link the amazon.com that has our book also has a series of minute slot minute um, video teasers right, on great. the different aspects of our book. Okay, great. Okay, folks. Well, listen, tell your friends if they missed my conversation with Holly and Ward today, you can listen to it as a podcast on voiceamerica.com. Just search for my show, 45 Forward. You can also find it on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, or go to my site, redwellresources.com. Click on 45 Forward. So folks, be sure to join me next Monday, 12 noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, until then, keep moving forward, 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week.